This is Fan Electric Ghost, and we are live on our Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook channels uh, with a really cool group that we've been, we actually wanted to get you on the show for a long time, um, Pop Groove Duo Rosaway. So welcome Hello. to the show. Hi. And uh, what we're going to do is we're actually uh, going to have to get some business out of the way. You see that we have a sponsor called uh, Double Jack Online, and we're actually going to bring up uh, something that people can do. They can just take their cell phone right now. And if you take your cell phone and uh, go to the, the screen, you can actually scan this. And what they are is they are a philanthropic online lottery where you can play Keno, you can play Powerball, and a percentage of the profit goes to charity. So if you take your cell phone now and you scan that, you can go check it out outside of this. We have a little link here. We'll keep it up for a couple more seconds. Um, but yeah, just take your cell phone, scan that, and you can check it out. They are a supporter of the podcast. So you know, do check them out. So we're going to get back to our normal phase and we'll bring up the logo, you know, or the information for the band we're interviewing. Uh, so Roseway, we also would like you to, during the program, check out roseway.com and that's their website for all their stuff. But we want to get into um, what we like to do when we interview bands is actually show their video. And before we, so you can actually hear them and know the context of what we're talking about. So if you don't mind, I'm actually going to play your video and then we're going to go and do the interview right after. Is that okay? Sounds good. Okay. So we're going to start that off. I'm going to put you on mute and then I'll take you off mute. When you see yourselves back on the screen, the mic's hot again. I'm going to mute All you right. now. And then when you see yourselves like 30 seconds before the end, it'll be back on. Okay. All right. So let's go. <laughs> Well, my friends have told me You're from the wrong side of home And don't you know There's a midnight creeper And you don't mean you know God Il 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. We cool. can. So I love that video because you got like everything I like. Like I love all types of music, but there's like new wave. There's like uh, progressive rock. You get a little feel with the way your flute, like the way you play flute, it kind of reminds me of Jethro Tull. Um, <laughs> and then because the way you you've structured the song, so it's got some progressive things where you change like uh, the timing, and and you have got some interludes, and you got the keyboards it's, just, it's funk it's everything i like it's a like funk new wave progressive it's it's really good thank you thank you glad you like it <laughs> yeah it's just like it's fantastic but um so I, I always like to start when um when i do an interview is like and i don't know who wants to go first with this question it's like when did you first get into music like what age or whoever wants to go first he wants to go first okay i'll go first <laughs> well um uh, i started when i was two actually i had uh my first drum kit um I, actually i was banging on on any on the table on on anything so my grandparents <laughs> bought me like a small uh drum kit and uh then i, I got uh to to a music music school when i was five so that was actually when i really started uh, learning uh, music so you went to a, a fresh uh, like a uh, i don't know like a Typical music school, like it was it more structured like classical or like anything? First, like, first, no, it was like a um, modern uh, drumming first. Oh, modern and drumming, then yes. I, yeah, and then I went to classical music uh, when I was a little older, like fourteen, from fourteen to eighteen, and mm -hmm. uh, then I switched back to a uh, modern drumming because, of course, I had to choose at some point. You know, I, I, yeah, I was, it, it was yeah, not yeah. possible to do everything. It was just too much work and too much to uh, to do, but. Uh, but I, I'm I'm glad I, I learned a lot of uh, classical stuff and uh, keyboards. Um, it was it was great great experience for sure. Right, for like music composition, it really helped you like Definitely. understand like music theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's for sure. So, so Rachel, how did you how did you get into it? Um, you know, my parents were like uh, '60s uh, hippies, you know. <laughs> so for them, it was like you know just normal to to play music like it was yeah. really important for their sense of education so um, they got me into music when i was three years old wow. it was classical music um so i studied at conservatoire for like 
forever. <laughs> I just have the, the impression it's like forever. So yeah, I studied classical music, um, first the flute, then uh, the, the singing. Mm -hmm. that, yeah. So yeah, I did that. And um, when I was like uh, 26, I was just wanted to do something else, you know, just try some something else. So I played with a hip hop band. Mm -hmm. Then uh, I I I was um, how do you say that um, backing vocals for pop stars. And oh. then I said, okay, I just want my band. So oh, your own thing, all. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so had your conservatory training been kind of gearing you to be like in an orchestra? Or, or to do that kind yeah, of thing. it was actually the goal, you know, but I, I never really asked myself if I really Want wanted that. to do that, you know. Yeah. And at some point, I was like, man, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and, and I was 20, 26, 27, maybe. So, yeah. Did your parents get upset when you decided you didn't no, want to do it? No, absolutely not. Actually, you know, that's just EPs. <laughs> they were like, okay, you go wherever you want. That's interesting because I've talked to like over 120 musicians on this podcast. And it's an interesting story. Is like every time somebody tells me about being from a conservatory, they end up saying, yeah, I don't want to be in a classical band. They end up becoming pop stars. They end up becoming, <laughs> you know, becoming like singer-songwriters. And, and kind of rebelling because like, you know, it gave them like the tool set. I think you mm -hmm. get the tool set. And I started as a, you know, I'm a clarinet player. I oh, started really? on clarinet on winds and saxophone. But then I said, well, I can't write a song with that. Yeah. I could, I mean, I could write a jazz song with that. But, but mm -hmm. you know, I was like, I don't want to just do, do all this jazz. I, I, I want to do something else. So I, 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 I took the ideas that I learned from playing a wind and try to bring it into like Moog's. Mm -hmm. I kind of approach like my Moog from a wind player perspective, yeah. but, but yeah, I think it's cool to have that tool set, but then you want the wider genre crossing, you know, cause I think sometimes classical doesn't want you to cross genres. Mm -hmm. uh, did you find that like you weren't able to kind of do what you wanted cause they want you to be in this framework? Yeah, it was that for me. And um, I just had the impression that I didn't fit in these box. Mm -hmm. So I tried, I tried really hard tried to, to be it, in yeah. this box, but I guess it was not made for me. So, yeah. But I, actually, I love what the, what you gravitate. So you started doing backup work and you were in a band, a hip hop band. So what made you want to, you know, I guess you've been trained as a musician the whole time, but I think classical, the one thing I've actually noted is that a lot of times because you're, you can read, you can sight read and you know, theory. But I found some, I've actually interviewed classical musicians and they were like, I, I really don't write my own music. I play like Bach and Beethoven and Chopin, mm -hmm. but I don't really write my own. Mm -hmm. And was that something that, well, you wanted to, and maybe the nature of classical is that you don't. I'm not sure I wanted that. The thing is, I didn't want to play other music. So, you yeah. know, it's not like I wanted to play my music, but at some point I didn't want to play others' music. You know, it's just it's yeah. just kind of the mm -hmm. same, but it's not exactly the same. You see what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. Um, the only solution was to write my own music, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, what made you feel like you had the voice and the, the, the content where you wanted to present something? Because every time I ask a singer or songwriter, 
I kind of get into like, okay, like I know you got into music. I know you, you, you did it early, but there's something that makes somebody want to be a singer songwriter versus somebody who maybe just does covers. Um, so what, what was that that made you want to do that? You had, you felt like you had something you wanted to, to, to do as an, an idea concept. Yeah, the thing is, I, I'm not sure I wanted to be the lead singer of this project of Roseway, you know, but... But she had no choice. Yeah, just two. He doesn't and... want to sing. He doesn't want to sing. Nope. Yeah. And, and you don't want me to sing. <laughs> so, yeah, it was just like, you know, I just tried. Yeah, and yeah. Then, you know, I just loved it. And, it. and it kind of just made sense. I mean, we started the band. We didn't ask ourselves any question. You know, we were like, you know, we're both musicians. We just want to do our music, play our music. And you play the flute, you sing, just let's do it. That was did no you, question. Did you, did you think initially that you weren't going to have vocals or were you always going to have vocals? We, we, we started actually, uh, first time, first we, we, uh, wrote a instrumental song. And, yeah. uh, but then, then it was kind of just made sense to have vocals, yeah but right? at the beginning uh we she remembers better we than I thought do. to the vocals like an instrument yeah 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 exactly so i wrote uh vocal lines like a flute lines oh, so cool. it was more like you know it's not really vocal you know it could be anything else yeah you could scan it was it, really know. at the beginning of the band and then you know, after a few shows, after a year, I was like, yeah, I like, I like singing, actually. So maybe I should just understand more about my voice, about my How skills, you, you mm -hmm. know, about my tone and mm -hmm. maybe write something more. Um, how can I say which fits more with my my personality tone. and yeah. tone? Yeah. Well, I like the idea that you you have this genre, which I haven't really seen a lot. I can understand it, but pop groove, because you have like a funk groove and it's pop, but it's like a kind of a progressive pop. Kind of reminds me, like yeah. I said, of, uh, you know, like Jethro Tull or Yes. Um, but then you've got this funk that could be mm -hmm. like any of the great funk bands. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, uh, and, and actually, if you, see, if you see us now on stage, we have a keyboard player and a guitar yeah. player. So it's even more funky than yeah. that it was yeah, on, like the, on, the, on the EP. Fire, you've got yeah, the, yeah, and they're the great. So. You have the flow, you have a flautist, you know. So yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but that that gives it kind of a, like a Jethro Tull feel. I keep on saying it because it's what most people know when they hear the flute. They're always mm -hmm. talking about oh, it's Jethro Tull, but that's not the only <laughs> thing in music, you know. But but you know, just a reference point. But um, I think it's just uh, it's it's really interesting when people find their voice because um. The one thing I did notice, like, in, in if you become a singer-songwriter, you have to end up at some point saying, well, I've got to sing my own songs, right? Because, yeah. like, the only way to kind of really reach people is people want to hear songs that have vocals. And like, for many, many years as a keyboard player, I was just a keyboard player. You know, I mean, like, I'm mm -hmm. 54. And all I ever did is be in bands to play keyboards, and I never sang, I never did anything. I just – then eventually – you know, in 2016, I said, well, I want to have a project, but I'm going to have to actually sing. Yeah. And I never did it. So I had, so it took a long time for me to figure out what I was going to do. But uh, yeah, I think it's like that process when you finally decide, like, I want to do my own project, right? And you have to have a way to, to package it so people are going to understand what you're doing. And, and, and that's actually um, how we got the sound of Roseway for me with mm -hmm. the singing. Because 
uh, she has a, a special tone, of course, like any anybody, and yeah, that great. that what makes Rosaway. So, uh, so yeah, it was it just uh, we had to do that. <laughs> well, I like the fact that you're mixing language and then you're mixing genre. Yeah, it's, it's a really, really you know interesting mix because it's like it's got this. You got a really soulful voice. You got a very good pitch, and then you you're a flowers, you know, and and you, you, it just all comes together. And and, and today when so many things are electronic, mm -hmm. right? So many things are in the box, yeah. right? I am very much a big fan of a lot of the bands I interview are like independent bands that actually still play instruments. Mm. <laughs> we didn't, yeah, we, we wanted to play. We we wanted to have the, like the actual sound of the instruments. But that's funny yeah. you said that we mixed all kind of things and actually it was um, the thing with this band. It was like chic. He came from blues music. I came from classical music. He's a drummer. I'm a flutist. Like, it's weird. And uh, yeah. we are French, but we're, we are singing in English. And um, a lot of French people ask us, why? You should, you should uh, sing in French because you, uh, you're, you're not uh, English or you're not Americans. And the thing is that is we just love to mix Thing, you know, because music is all about, um, you know, cultures. Yeah, influences and uh, yeah. You know, it's plural. You know, and for us, it's it's really important to just, you know, we have a lot of inspirations, so we just try yeah. everything, you know, and there's no boundaries, you know. That's why I think it's interesting because, like, you know, if you think about it, I talk to a lot of international artists. I, mean, I talk to bands from Finland, Iceland. Uh, Norway, mm -hmm. New Zealand, uh, you know, and, and and even Japan and Korea. And the cool thing is what, you know, it's kind of like with the Beatles. When the Beatles came out, they influenced so many people that people all over the world chose like English, I think because the kind of the Beatles were like the yeah. ultimate pop band, right? So everybody got influenced and then everybody heard them and they're, they're in English. So right. pop music gets done in English because that's what happened. <laughs> um, Definitely. But uh, mm -hmm. but I, I love to listen to I've been listening to bands like in, in Italian bands you know just mm -hmm. singing Italian or you know, bands that are Icelandic and you know uh, Norwegian and it's this is really interesting when bands finally say yeah I can actually speak in my native language and there's something cool because I listen to a lot of K-pop and a lot of J-pop okay. in original Japanese and Korean and it's it's fantastic but. You know, and people are starting to warm up that, oh, maybe I can, like La Bamba, listen to it in its native, mm -hmm. the original yeah. language. You know, it's like watching a movie in uh, original language. Yeah. I mean, I watch K dramas with not, with not, you know, I actually listen to it. I don't put the English sub, no. uh, subs on. I like to actually listen to Korean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, <laughs> because, it's great. It's a great language. You lose the subtext of what's going on sometimes when when some songs are actually meant to be in its original language. So I think yeah. when you might sing your French parts, there's a reason why you're doing that because it works, right? And the English part is like maybe universal, mm -hmm. and then you have a part that's like, wait, it really doesn't translate well, so I'm going to keep it. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Because I understand that that makes sense to me. Um, and we didn't actually, yeah, we didn't translate the this part. This, oh. the French part we didn't want to it was like no, just, cool. that's how yeah. it should be and that's it I'm, yeah I might not know but I, I dig the groove and I dig the sound and I've cool. been a, like a big proponent like I listen to jazz and people are just satin right mm -hmm. they're not really saying anything uh, but it's it's the feeling it's and the I feeling, think anytime yeah, yeah. you're a music fan you can pick up the feeling definitely anything. Yeah. 
no matter yeah, what. The thing, the thing is, uh, what I sing in English is kind of badass, you know, like this <laughs> girl is a badass. And the 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 verse, uh, the chorus, sorry, in, in French is kind of a fake little girl, like a oh. nice girl. But, <laughs> you know, it's just the thing is, uh, human beings are, uh, you know, not just one thing. And mm -hmm. it was really interesting to say that a woman can be a really badass and in the same time she can be really naive and stuff so and for me um uh, the french singing is more like sweet more soft mm -hmm. so i thought it was a cool idea to to be this sweet girl in french and this badass in english you know yeah that's a duality like i think yeah. what's mm -hmm. always interesting i was talking to some of my guests this weekend um is that like a lot of bands, a lot of artists, you know, they have a stage persona, right? It's like who you are when you go on stage is not yeah. exactly who you are when you're doing your day-to-day 24-7, right? For sure. About it when you're a musician that you you create this kind of face, whether mm -hmm. or not you, you're, 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 you don't have to be like Kiss and put the makeup on. You don't have to be like Bowie and actually turn mm -hmm. into, you know, turn to Ziggy Stardust. Yeah. But, but I think every artist has that whether you can see it or not it's like present mm -hmm. and, and the duality of being a badass i think that's kind of like synonymous with like okay if you're going to go on stage you kind of have to be a little bit of a badass to carry it off <laughs> right right no no i i totally agree totally agree i think it's important it's important to have the two different person kind of to be yeah. to be a different person on, on stage and that's what people expect People don't expect to you on stage to be like just a regular, just walking yeah. on the street. And yeah. uh, wants you, wants you, can, you can be a regular person, but just a special regular person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's something about it that you know, like uh, you know, people go into great lengths to trade, like you know, personas mm -hmm. um, to, to kind of be what you want to do. I mean, my whole thing is I created this female version of myself called Josephine Electric by using like vocoders. Okay. I, in real time, when I play, I actually have a phantom mask and I look like a ghost. And my, my stick is that I can do male and female voices because I look like a ghost. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If a ghost is female or male, when you first see a ghost, you're like, I don't know. And so cool. the, my whole idea with phantom electric ghosts is like sometimes the songs are from a female voice and sometimes they're from a male voice. Mm. Because I can do that with all my electronic gear, I can, I can create characters. And that's been cool. kind of my, my whole... And when I started to do it, I actually went from... Like hardly anybody listening to me to like suddenly I, I got a podcast and do all this stuff. It was because I chose to like okay I'm gonna present myself that way, and I was that that's my that's my stagecraft. But like everybody has has to have that kind of duality. Or I think of it like the other me. Like you look in the mirror in, in the yeah. looking glass, and you say, "Well, that's the other me. That's the stage me." <laughs> right, 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 right. That's that's exactly what it is. That's for sure. For so sure. have you been able to, um, because of the lockdowns and everything going on with Corona, you're really a, a great live act. Have you been able to play live? Yeah. We, we uh, started playing again in uh, last June, actually. Yeah. But during lockdown, we did a lot of things. We did uh, some live stream. We were mm -hmm. actually, we, we were lucky. Uh, we didn't really stop. So yeah, uh, we did, it was, it was a good, it was, I mean, we took this experience to, uh, like an experience. Yeah, like an experience. <laughs> and do something else. Time, yeah, yeah, and I just... Do you spend time, like, writing, like, more material for an album? Because I've yeah. talked to a lot of bands, and during the lockdown, I said, okay, well, I'm just going to write that album. I never had time because I was always touring. 
yeah. and I'm going to do the and project no, I never got to do. Thinking about what we are doing, you know, not mm-hmm. just doing things, but thinking about that. Yeah, so, si- sitting around the table and just be like, okay, what's going on now with this project? Where are we going? And how? And how and what, are we going to... What is the big picture, too? Yeah. You know, because sometimes you're just so focused on what you have to do now or yeah. next week but you don't think about what is your big picture you know and we just decided to just you know settle Sit. yeah settle this yeah. thing you know and it was a good thing it was yeah. a good thing actually we adjusted a lot of things and started uh thinking differently so it was it was uh it was very interesting and i think it helped he helped us a lot and we were able to start that's actually how we started uh, having musicians with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seems like so. I've talked to a lot of bands, and during the lockdown, they've been able to kind of redefine their sound. Mm-hmm. I, I've talked to bands where, like, okay, guitar player went and learned sax, you know, or yeah. or, or went and learned to play bass, mm-hmm. or you know, or the or the guitar player went and learned how to do keyboard, so he could he wanted to do production, and people started right. diving into their DAW and diving into hardware, and trying to learn how to be a recording engineer. And, and it just spending more time on the art because like you said, when you typically, when you're a working musician, you're going from gig to gig and then you're fitting in the tracks for your next project yeah. kind of here and there, but you're not able to like do what the old school artists used to be able to go into a studio for six months and to stay in the studio. Yeah. That's right? exactly what I said. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. I said, yeah. you know, we just experience uh, to be like a 60s or 70s band, you know, like yeah. just locked down in a tiny little studio just writing music and trying things so yeah and that's fantastic if you think about it because that old school way where you know you had the you had some breathing space you know where you you'd you'd have to be on a tour they put you they work you to death you know they they make you tour like incessantly and then they would say hey go go do the album and they send you for two months three months four months Mm -hmm. to actually do it and then in, in that whole process working with the producers and stuff that's where you kind of molded like a lot of the albums I love is the fact that in the seventies and the sixties, you know, things were done in terms of an album. Like yeah. everything today is like Spotify playlist. Right. But I was going to always ask people like, which way do you like to go? Do you like to do like EP and album focused projects or do you do single focused projects because of the way the market is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the thing is we have to adjust. Unfortunately, I mean, I would love to, uh, you know, sit in a room for six months and write an album and and record it. But but the problem is now, it's impossible as a, like you know as a uh, new artist and uh, yeah. having this, a band like this for for only a few years is not doable. I wish we we gonna do that later. I'm not, I'm not even sure when you're really big you can do that. Like okay, Beyonce can, but that's almost the only yeah, one. Maybe. you know. Like you, you see all these big artists, they're just touring, writing an album in two months and touring and yeah, yeah. writing while they are touring. So I think it's just the world is the way now it is now. like that. You know, it's so fast. You have mm. to, to move really quickly. Like, yeah, and, yeah. yeah. It's a yeah, different way. It's a different way. I mean, because like I think we get do it yourself artists, you know, like in the indie world that, that we're kind of, you know, you have other like i have a day job but but Mm -hmm. like i i kind of grew up in the 70s so everything i do is like a concept album and i just put out tons of material i put out albums like people put out singles (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah. like seven albums last year because i'm crazy 
But um, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I just write all the time. But that's just me. Uh, but I'm not trying to be a hit. I'm just doing what I want, right? So mm. I just I just kind of throw it at the wall, and I got these ideas, and I was like, okay, I'm not going to contain them because I just do it because they never know what's going to work. So and right. you know, that's, I've talked to a lot of people, and they're like, yeah, I'm going to put out like a song every two weeks or every month or every month and a half. They're putting out a lot of content. It kind of reminds mm-hmm. me like the fifties. Like if you think about like Motown machine, yeah, they would just take the same song and send it to four da- bands. You know, right. Martha and Vanellas would do it. Then the Springs would do it. Then the four tops would do it. Marvin Gaye would do it. Okay. It didn't mm-hmm. work. Let's do another one. And they keep on sending, you know, they pushing stuff out. Yeah. And, and yeah, it was crazy. Kind of like a playlist type of thing because they just kept on throwing songs out and giving them to different people. Uh-huh. yeah yeah we we don't do that anymore <laughs> <laughs> so are you guys uh what are you guys working on right now are you working on just like a, your strategy uh for 2022 what is that well wow. oh, actually okay. for now i could say that we are just enjoying the fact to be um on stage you know because it was a long that. time yeah. without the being on stage so we are just enjoying that and in the same time we try to think to the future but as i as i already told is tell is really hard now because you know we just experienced these three lockdowns like and we didn't expect that the first lockdown was a surprise so Mm -hmm. second was like shit again the third was like (laughs) oh man and you know we we don't really know with this new variant like omicron is like hey don't forget i'm here yeah Yeah. so in we we really want to think to the future but in the same time i'm like maybe we should be a bit more like uh right now yeah now you know enjoying what is and that's hard you know to to i don't know I'm just in yeah. this weird place right now. We're in that moment. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. It's like, you know, one of the things I've been trying to do is, um, you know, in the last year, we did this thing where um, we've had like, uh, you know, over 100 guests on the broadcast. So we said, you know, everybody was in lockdown. So I said, why don't we create an online festival? So we mm-hmm. did an online festival in July for three days. Cool. Where, where we had like podcast guests where the, with the requirement. You've been on the podcast, you did an interview. And every band did like, you know, a 20, 30 minute set from their bedroom. We called it the bedroom producer festival. And they either did it from their bedroom or a soundstage or wherever. Uh-huh. But it was you know, like lo-fi and they just did, everybody did a 20, 30 minute set. It went so well. We're doing it again in February. In February cool. 11th through the 13th, we're inviting anybody who's been on the program if they want to, to be able to do like a live show, whether it's unplugged or however they want to do it um, through this platform. Um, mm-hmm. Because we were able to, you know, do it and and so we, we've, it was successful and we seemed to get a lot of a lot of people that were not able to play, you know, and they right. wanted to be able to play. And we gave them a, a, a stage, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because stage. it was not easy. It was not easy to to stay home for, for many musicians and, and not play. Yeah. But uh, but we were lucky to to go, yeah. be back on stage uh, from from June until actually we just came back from. Yeah, a few and we shows have just China. our last show next week in Belgium. Hopefully, oh, cool. yeah. <laughs> really touring. You're not just inside uh, France. You actually went to. Other no, places. actually, yeah. we used we used to travel quite Way a lot. More. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the plan was to yeah, move in the U.S. just to to do half in France, half in the U.S. But you know, COVID, so yeah, yeah. this didn't happen. And we are just waiting uh, for uh, getting uh, going back going to back, the U.S. Yeah. But 
Yeah. So when you come to the U.S., where would you be? Like West Coast, East Coast? Where would you be based? We've been the plan, many times the, yeah, West Coast. Yeah, we did. Uh, actually, the first time we played with Roseway was in New York. Oh, New and York. when we signed with our label, uh, Ropedop Records, they said you should definitely go to L.A. to try. Yeah, L.A. is the big thing. Yeah. So we did L.A. once. We played two shows or three shows. And we said, okay. Let's try to 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 put together a, a run. Yeah, so yeah. Um, we did a one month run uh, during summer. It was uh, 2019. No, just oh, before did he hit, like, another the, word. The Viper Room and the Whiskey A Go Go, places like that. Uh, we play at Old Hell Cafe uh, okay. in LA. We and up there also. Too, we uh, play in Petaluma and yeah. In Santa Monica, many so. many shows in LA. Oh, I mean, uh, um, in the area, yeah, in like the, in San Diego yeah. too, and stuff. San Diego also. And cool. we were supposed to go back to the US this summer, but you know, everything. Uh, uh, yeah. The US we're shut down. So yeah, actually, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm close to New York, so like I'm yeah. in, New, in New England. So it'd be if you're in, like LA is hard for me to get to, but um, New York is doable. Actually, that's where the goes. We play in New York clubs sometimes. Well, when mm -hmm. we could. We play in Boston and New York. Oh yeah, yeah, but but that's the plan what, is that was that was the plan. In yeah, August, we were, yeah, we were supposed yeah. to come to to New York. To New York the, and LA. Yeah. The Rico label organized uh, a few cool stuff, but uh, unfortunately, yeah, we had yeah. to. Uh, you but know. you think twenty twenty two, you you might be able to to actually do that? I really hope so. Hopefully, I really hope so. Like, yeah. yeah, because you know, like two days before the first lockdown, we were in touch with our lawyer to get like a long term visa. Oh, and yeah. then of course we had to yeah, stop the whole thing down. yeah so so now it's going to take more you know again more time but but we'll make it yeah <laughs> yeah well you I, I think the type of music you're doing because you have you know a, you're a live drummer and 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 you're a flautist that and then now you have a keyboardist that's totally my zone i love like I've been, I'm a solo act and I'll go out with all my modes and stuff mm -hmm. and actually play with like hardware since but a lot of times I've actually linked up with guitar players and drummers and done like a full band. Um, yeah. And it's, it's that, that is my love is like, you know, it's, it's like jam band stuff. Like I grew up right. with the Almonds, Earth, Wind, Fire and Funkadelic. Cool. And that's what I like to see it. Now I know the world has changed and you've got people in the box and somebody shows mm -hmm. up on it with an MPC or their laptop. Yeah. And, and they have like, you know, that's fine. Cause you, you know, there's different genres of music where that works like EDM and hip hop. You can do I that. Agree. But, but not that that's bad, but what I've even seen is hip hop bands are actually bringing full bands with them. You know, I know EDM bands are bringing, you know, you know, cello, you know, cello players, yeah. you know, cause like, yeah, you can, you can mix it. Of course. And, of course. So we are been, actually like, huge fans of Anderson Peck and yeah. he has a, all band like crazy dudes yeah, and he's got a full band yeah they are freaking good band. so yeah i think that's the future yeah kendrick lamar was doing that you yeah. know like you know dog future collective they would go on stage with with this big band like multiple bands like the internet would be backing them up mm -hmm. and um it yeah i think that is like the future of music is a combination like people say oh i'm only analog well you know i'm, I'm a keyboard player some of my stuff's digital some of my stuff's analog. yeah like so i kind of like you take the tool that you need for the job right you know, right like i think when you're doing a song like what, one song you could you could be in the box you could be on an mpc and the other songs like everything's analog. yeah and just uh yeah yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree and it's that's what we like. like that's what we like but uh, actually yeah when you write 
do you do you have like a, a, a overall way to write like i like to ask people like how do you actually start like a writing session we never yeah. have a, uh it's always different yeah it's always different which is which i like especially, especially <laughs> now you know because when we were locked down it was completely different than before so we have we had to adjust our way to work, you know, mm -hmm. and and we were kind of, um, how can I say that? It was a weird vibe, obviously. And um, it was funny because we didn't um, had the same um, impression of the situation. Like Steph was like, I have no inspiration. When I'm locked down, I can't be inspir in, in, uh, inspired. Yeah. And I was like, it's kind of cool in a way you know yeah yeah i've actually been able to, to, to i've had people say the opposite that like suddenly i have all of this content and then i've had other yeah. people like i can understand I, I was talking to a rock band right and they had a drummer mm -hmm. and the drummer couldn't get to the band right so he was right. getting very like uninspired because it's like oh wait I, you know, like, I can't record like on the net with my band because it doesn't work right yeah can, you can try to record it like in a skype session and it's like it's like out of sync <laughs> no yeah it's impossible <laughs> so you can't do it so it's like you know but but if like somebody's like on their daw they can keep mm -hmm. on sending files and the vocalist could do something and send it back but like you know there's a lot of kind of go back and forth type of yeah. stuff happening yeah. but like if you're a band where you typically were in the studio with the whole band and that's yeah. how you write yeah. they were having a hard time like a lot of the bands i talked to that did it that way were like, like i can't write because that's the way i write <laughs> no but actually for us it was it was a good thing we we're we live together so actually it was yeah, easier it was than easier you know than doing like a, a back and forth and, and uh yeah yeah that but, works uh, yeah yeah, yeah. people like if, they, if they're in like four different apartments or four different houses it's hard they, you, know, you it's can't hard. get together then the band was yeah. like dead, you know, you can't do I anything. I think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, that way we were able to, you know, do a lot of videos. We we did a lot of, of covers. Collaboration and covers also. We rearranged a lot of stuff. And because, you know, we're, we were living together. But uh, mm -hmm. I can understand for some bands it was it was not not easy. Did you actually like do like uh, like features with other artists? We did. We did actually we did actually uh, for our EP for too. the EP and uh, for the EP. Yeah, we have like four different drummers wow. and uh, <laughs> three from, from New Orleans. We have uh, Joey Peebles from uh, Trombone Shorty. Wow. Is uh, is a is a, a really good old friend and uh, and um, Duke Belote also who plays with uh, everybody in New Orleans. Either. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So so yeah, it was fun. But also we did some collaboration for for small videos also, and uh, it was great. We had a good time recording yeah. that. Yeah, you can so, down. <laughs> <laughs> no. So uh, one of the things I always ask is like, when you record, uh, do you guys have like your own home recording studio? Do you have to bring go to a, like a producer and and do it in a formal like uh, old school like music studio? We have. Um, we have our um, house studio, but it's 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 more for demos. Yeah, yeah. We don't we don't do any um, real stuff. Real, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then we Final go. Master happens at the. Like, at we the, always yeah. We work with a producer, a great great guy with a great studio, and we always go there to record. But but here we do some synths sometimes, some synths, and uh, but more like putting ideas in in the computer and some vocals and and you know redoing stuff but uh but then we like to be in the real studio too um 
Now, how, like, I always ask people, like, sometimes we, when you work with a producer, some singer or songwriters are like, their demo is like 90% of what the song is, right? Yeah. And then mm. other producers are like, other singer songwriters, like, I depend on my producer to kind of take my raw material and actually really mold it. So are you kind of, are you saying like, well, I think, I think our, our demo are like 85% yeah. of the results, you know, because we are kind of, uh, control freaks yep. so we are overthinking to everything and we have um a really like um an idea you know it's yeah. really specific mm. we really know and then know we have our want. our producers just know us and say yeah that that's cool but it's not gonna work you know or this could be better but is really respectful Very. of our idea is just trying to just Make it better. I, yeah, make it better. But it's just, <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. But, but, but it, he knows us. He knows us very a, well. When you have a producer that enhances your sound, like there are, there's like, there's a the couple of things in the industry. What I noticed is like, there are producers that will take your demo and like radically 360 change it. Right. Mm. And then there's other producers that will actually like embellish what you did. Right. Yeah. So you have something and they make it sound phenomenal. Because exactly. The way, they, the way exactly. they work with the recording engineer, the way they take the sound, they'll take the original demo and just enhance it. Yeah. And, yeah. and make it the best it could ever be, but didn't like totally radically change a song, like cut it up and change it all around. No, I could not. I could not have that. And and the, the person we work with is just like that. And even sometimes we are we are trying to do something and he changes a little thing and we were like, okay, this is where we wanted to go. But and he knows us so well and he's really good. So but maybe is... when we'll be bigger, like when we will touring a lot and we just we'll just have like one month to write an entire album, maybe we'll we'll need this kind of producer, you know. So to say just, I think it, it just depends, you know. Yeah. It yeah. could be a good experience and, and good thing to have a someone and, outside. And, and maybe maybe it could be useful if we wanted to change a bit our style. You know, yeah, like if, if, if we wanted to sound like more hip hop or mm -hmm. more rock and roll, maybe yeah. it could be it could be easier and better to have this kind of producer. You know, but for now we have our. Um, own idea of our sound of our you yeah. know just style. but 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 like you said if you ask a producer it's a different state of mind if you ask mm -hmm. a producer who has a specific style and you're like okay man just bring me there and then it's different yeah, if you yeah, ask him. Some, yeah some producers like like prince was like known that if you work or prince you got to sound like prince yeah like even if you sounded different <laughs> at the beginning, yeah, sound exactly like Prince. I agree. Zone, right? But I that's, agree. That, that's actually a real question because you know when you're when you are doing indie music, like, but you want it, you want to be bigger, like you know, just being your own, uh, just touring with your own band and have no day job and stuff like that, like just being bigger. Mm -hmm. um, that's a real question to say. Should I let my band to a producer like to yeah. maybe be bigger so that's definitely a real question to ask to yourself and if you have the opportunity is like we we didn't have this opportunity so we don't have this kind of problems you know but <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but it could be like something to think you know like yeah one of my things like that... lady gaga you know yeah. she was not lady gaga before 
So, yeah, she was herself, and then she kind of did this Bowie-esque thing, and then yeah. she got like. And I'm, I'm not sure it's her idea. I'm not yeah, sure. I don't, I don't yeah, yeah, I don't know if that idea to be like a Bowie kind of change, mm -hmm. like her, if that was her idea or her or marketing people's idea. But but one of the things that's interesting, like if you get like uh, like a producer like like Brian Eno, yeah, and like he would like you two sounds like you two, right? And then when you when Brian Eno works with them, they don't they don't sound like the normal you two. They they change right. to his style. And his style is very experimental. Mm -hmm. and it's, it could, it's like a, this wash and all these weird layers, and it's really strange. And anytime he comes in, I mean, he actually did an album with Dylan. And Dylan oh, yeah. doesn't sound like anybody, but but then Brian Eno came in and did this album. And it's like, wow, that doesn't <laughs> sound like Dylan. It is it has totally changed how because Dylan said, Okay, like I, I want to sound different. So yeah. he let Eno come in and, and do it, and it was like radically different. And just like the Bowie records with Eno from uh, Berlin, they yeah. were so radical. They were like they actually kind of mapped out what new wave was gonna sound like in like 76 and 75, mm -hmm. you know doing all this work in Germany that is like nobody fully understood it, but it inspired tons of new wave bands like Joy Division, New Order, right. Mode. They all looked at what Brian Eno did there and like, wow. You know, so a producer yeah. sometimes can be really helpful to kind of force you to think in a different way. I, I, I would like, actually, I would like that once or, or yeah. to, to have someone uh, I trust, of course, and mm -hmm. to bring us, to bring Roseway in a different direction, it would be a, would or be pretty uh, in amazing. a more specific direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, you yeah, know, yeah. If you wanted to yeah. get the EDM, I think we are we are too old to be like babies. <laughs> like you, right. you do that or you do that. We 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 are not twenty anymore. Yeah, you so guys think... know what you want. Like like yeah. if we yeah. have yeah, when you have a very specific sound, like I think it's hard to like say, well, I want to go and sound like uh, like like uh, trip hop, mm. or I want to go and be. Psyched. I agree, it's impossible. Yeah, I want to go. And we already psyched. have our sound. Yeah, then you're suddenly going to get into the structure of the drop and mm -hmm. it's going to be very tight and going to have these set of sounds and these set of pads and these type of yeah. uh, stru the structure. And they're like, okay, well, that, that to me, even for me as an electronic musician, people assume that I'm, I'm trance or techno and I'm more like progressive. I'm more like Funkadelic mm -hmm. and Genesis and Yes and Pink Floyd. That's yeah. the way I go. And they were like, oh, I thought all electronic music is EDM. It's like, no. <laughs> nope. It's not, it's not all EDM. <laughs> I, I kind of go back to the beginning. <laughs> right, 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 right. But we have and, the uh, same, because when we said, he's a drummer, I'm a flutist, people are pretty sure that we are doing experimental music. Oh, I, experimental just, jazz. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. pop. Don't worry. It's yeah, going to yeah, be okay. Yeah, you, got this, you got this really nice pop that's not like, oh, it's not Sun Ra. It's not like Miles Davis. It's not Coltrane. It's not going that way. Mm -hmm. You know, I can, I can hear jazz influences, but yeah. you're not a jazz band. You're, 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 you're doing what you call this like pop groove, which has mm -hmm. got like the funk. It's got that funk groove that I, yeah. you know, I like. I really, I'm, I dig that all the time because I'm, I'm, I'm in the basses, but um, it's, it's just, uh, it's just interesting in this age where everybody's in the computer to, to mm -hmm. actually have a band that's like not in the computer. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. No, no, that's for sure. We, we really wanted like this open sound and, uh, and uh, yeah, we're trying to, to get that, you know. Yeah. Do you get pressure to like, oh, you guys should do more in the box? 
Yes, of course, of course. Yeah, but uh, I think I think it's more because we are in France, you know, and mm -hmm. it's a little country. To be totally honest with you, it's not the U.S. So we have less culture than you have in the U.S. So uh, we are really like into uh, being super respectful of all the cultures, but in the same time, in France, we are really like strict and really like I don't know. French is French, like France is a France. So you have to fit in the French style, which is less is more, you know. So when we come with our pop and with our band, which is kind of a lot of things, and it's like not less, it's more, more, you know what I mean? So there's a lot of things. And I like to be like a badass on stage, which is not really French. You know? Yeah, you said that. So, yeah. So, yeah, you know, it's not the French style. So people say, yeah, that's cool, but you're not French enough. It, it's, it might be too much sometimes. So, yeah, yeah we, we have this kind of, you know, so um, do you find their core audience actually has to be outside of France because because the limitations of what they expect. No, actually, mm. the audience is is okay with what we are doing. You know, it's it, they are pretty much into it. Actually, to be totally oh. honest, but more about the promoters, like they said, promoters. yeah. <laughs> but I can't really say that you are doing pop because here, uh, pop music is not exactly the same than in the U.S. Actually, we don't have this kind of people like Lady Gaga or Justin Bieber we don't have this kind of pop here yeah. so it's more about being like sweet and like really soft and oh, kind of remind me like like the Karen like you know if I would give an example like pop, like the Carpenters is kind of like the accepted kind of old school pop or a guy like mm -hmm. Todd Rundgren like hello it's me there's a certain type of like it's still on the radio today in the U.S. like the, yeah. the, the kind of like romantic pop of the 70s yeah that's like what some people like like if you go to mm -hmm. some towns some cities in the midwest mm -hmm. they don't want to hear like a lady gaga they really yeah. hear like a karen carpenter or a billy joel or a neil mm -hmm. diamond right so if you come in like lady gaga or you come in like a, with a bowie thing or if you come in like the clash <laughs> yeah 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 or like, yeah. like 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 come in like 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 you know like joy division or new order they'll be like what <laughs> like our our audience doesn't want that. No, they want no. You to go sound like Billy Joel. <laughs> do that. Like not that it's bad, but it's like like they don't want adventurism. They don't want you to try to come out like Blondie or something. Like you know, totally, like, totally. Yeah, like, but that's you know, uh... you know, you know. Here in France, we don't have Miley Cyrus. You know, it could it couldn't like you even been imagine here yeah. you know these kind of women couldn't be big here you know so that's our problem so it's just another way to to think about women and to think about music and you know it's all about culture you know what i mean so yeah, yeah. Like, even like a, like a tori amos or like like if you think of like a liz fair uh like in america we have these all like like women like um kind of post-punk artists yeah. and they're in you know there's like you know there's a lot of cool bands that that have kind of this punk attitude but they're like female centered and yeah. in, you know, in parts of the world they're not accepted because they're like oh that's too that's too much that's too aggressive like mm -hmm. like we don't want to see uh like a, a woman being behaving like the clash or play behaving like johnny rotten or being yeah. like men yeah, that's, yeah, they, they, they don't want to see. They want to see that, and it's like, well, I, I think that's cool. I, mean, I, I really dig a lot of alternative or like 
cutting edge grunge, you know, industrial mm-hmm. bands that are pushing it. They're like yeah. really pushing the envelope in terms of content and whatever. And I was like, yeah, that's exciting. Of course, I, of course. I, I don't want to just listen to Led Zepp and Tom Petty all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's a problem in America is like we have a tendency where they want to keep on just playing Led Zepp. Not yeah. that it's bad, but that's all they want to play some stations. That's all they want to do. And if you try to do anything different, they're like, no, no, no. I want to hear like I want to hear Leonard Skinner and the Rolling Stones. And Stone. the same, yeah, yeah, yeah. The same thing over and over and over for the last 20 years. <laughs> you know, no, but that's the thing. We and and that's the thing with Rosway. We don't want to put any limit. We, you know, we we have different. We we come from two different worlds. Which is, I was touring with a blues rock artist for years, yeah. and she comes from like a classical trained uh, uh, education uh, style. And we were like, okay, just just do what we have to do, and and uh, and mix everything. We like storming. You know, yeah, you got this hybrid approach that's like mm-hmm. it's a mixture. It's like the idea why I created like people try to pin me down and then like, what do you are? And I said, What well, you know, can I then try and put me in the EDM? And I said, It's expansive sound. And he said, What does mm-hmm. that mean? That means I can do everything. If yeah. one day I want to do bebop, I'll do bebop. If one day I want to do Johnny Cash, I'll mm-hmm. do Johnny Cash. If one day I want to get into like techno or new wave or a really play punk, right? Like the Clash, I will actually come out with a band and sound like The Clash. Mm-hmm. You know, because yep. that's why I like punk. And so I will actually go and make my own version of punk. And mm-hmm. uh, and people are like, well, I thought you did this. It's like, well, you know, it's whatever I feel like. <laughs> no, totally. Totally agree. <laughs> because it's, like, it's like, if you expect me to, like, you might get upset if I come to New York and I'm in my punk mindset and you're waiting for me to play a new wave song. I might not, I might not touch any of my new wave songs. <laughs> I might just do nothing but a punk set and you'll be like, I'm disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that's like okay if you're indie you can do what you want <laughs> i think so i think so and we don't mind we'll we'll like what we do you know you're so not you gonna stop good, you feel we good about try the... our best that's the you only thing you know so you feel good about the future of what you're gonna be doing like you you feel like you're gonna be really touring heavy into next year still I think i think the first part of the year will be kind of hard here because mm. uh with you know things are closing right oh, yeah. now so yeah. we don't know yeah. what yeah, to no, expect yeah. Yeah. and um there's a lot of you know show where console console last year so um they are booked they are again yeah now so i think the first six months will be like kind of hard because it's like crowded if i can say that oh, so yeah, but I think yeah. if yeah. if everything could be okay like with all this covid and vaccination and etc i think i think september will be better you know better yeah well the problem we have in the u.s is we've got like it's making it hard for us to get back to normal because we have like a lot of hesitancy yeah on the vaccination which is making certain parts of the country like hard to tour right the same here yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Hard, it's hard for like a band to go to the south or the midwest but like you could do like la and new york city but if you tried to do like ohio then in the middle yeah yeah yeah, in the middle, middle of America, yeah no. you can't really do it because it's like it's dangerous <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, so, yeah like, of course so like like okay well like the way we usually made money is like you, you tour the whole place the whole, the whole yeah US. you cannot do just one spot then yeah, then you lose money yeah, if yeah, you yeah. just stay in New York, you're going to oversaturate New York because everybody's trying to do New York. Sure. Everybody's trying to do L.A. 
and then you know and everybody's trying to do san francisco and so there's too many bands trying to hit mm. hit like all those clubs and like you said dude, people were getting like overbooked yeah because they're booking out until like 2023 <laughs> yeah 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 definitely and you're like okay well how am i gonna get in there <laughs> and i said well I'll, I'll do this podcast and i'll do these online concerts so we're actually you know working toward doing ticketed mm-hmm. online concerts like to charge like a dollar. okay um, that is cool. one of our ideas is like is there, we're doing a beta because like if you think about it, like well if i charge a very low ticket price for an online event and it make it worth it you know, if you get a thousand people come in yeah at, at a dollar it, it starts to work you know if you yeah. get two thousand five thousand ten thousand then suddenly it's like okay oh. this model potentially can work because you don't go cry do these ticket master prices are like mm-hmm. hundreds of dollars um yeah. these are all indie bands so they will we'll say 50 cents or a dollar right and get their core fans to like say oh yeah i'll do that um so you make it something that's like doable and so we yeah, yeah. people gotta start thinking out the box it's okay if i can't do that then maybe i could do this Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what we're working do- toward doing like one shot concerts with bands that have been on the show and actually promote like a ticketed cool. Facebook event and yeah. then have like a unique show for like, okay, we're going to showcase sh- this, this band. And then they're going to play like 50 minutes and all their fans can come in and they can sell their merch and they can do right. you know, t-shirts or whatever. Yeah. Because it's like people need a way to get out there. And, mm-hmm. and I, I've been trying to figure out ways to help bands just because I think, you know, I'm a, I'm a musician myself and I want to go on the road, but like, if you can't, yeah, I want to figure something else out. <laughs> we need to find solutions. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. But I mean, it, it was a good end of the year. I'm, I'm yeah. really happy. We, we did a we lot of shows. We were all okay actually. Cause we play like, uh, something like 25 shows, uh, That's since awesome. June, which is not that bad for a COVID, uh, year. So good. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot and of we bands did. were like at zero. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of bands I know is like they haven't been able to do that at all. No, no. <laughs> we, that's why I'm saying we we did actually some uh, music show redis- residencies also in in really big, nice venues. Worked with like sound engineers, like sound oh, uh, awesome. light guys, and and uh, so we really put the show together. So yeah, we, we, ready, we can actually we can complain. Really, we can't complain. We yeah. no, that's, we that's, a lot. That's fantastic because like, like when you see the video that we showed, mm-hmm. like you really want to see Rose Rose away live. You know, you you oh, get the you. feeling that you guys got a lot of energy, that cool. you're like the real deal. You guys like a plan. Thank and you. I, I just I I can't say enough about like I love live music. I'm a mm-hmm. fan before anything else. I used to go see the. You know, I went to see The Who. I would go see Genesis. I would go see Earth, yeah. Fire. I sit there and watch The Grateful Dead all night when they were still touring. Because yeah. <laughs> I just like to see a band play. You know, mm-hmm. like I would go see the Allman Brothers just to see the, the fantastic yeah. interaction between the guitar players. Of course. Um, it was just like unbelievable. And it's like the, there's something about live music that sometimes people, sometimes today, which I, I, I hate to go on a soapbox, but if you show up with your box and you just present what I heard on on record. Mm-hmm. What? Why would I want to go to see that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But as a, when when we started the the duo, I mean, uh, that's that was the purpose. That was just being on stage. Yeah. yeah. That's what we that's what we wanted. Just uh, of course we recorded songs, but uh, yeah, we yeah, wanted no, to be on stage. It's just in our DNA. We are just musicians, actually. Yeah, so, you want to? Yeah, yeah we're not producers. Else. We are pro- yeah. musicians, so yeah. We just have to be producers and we have to be promoters, but 
uh, our DNA is definitely musicians. So yeah, being on yeah, stage. I've yeah. seen like your Instagram post of you doing like your live like performances. Mm -hmm. It's just fantastic to see that kind of like you know dynamic playing. Um, Thank it you. Is something I'm really you know a big proponent of. I've always suggested <clears throat> to anybody that plays like integrate like live uh -huh. aspects into your music. You know, yeah. Use that MIDI keyboard. Like <laughs> yeah. use a controller and don't just kick off a clip. Like actually play something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. <laughs> you know, we we we'll, love that. We love that. So uh but we'll welcome to close to New York. Yeah. And, uh, soon. <laughs> yeah, that'll be awesome. in 2022 for oh, yeah. sure. We have to. Yeah, we're hoping to, to to start, you know, to be able to go into New York and actually play ourselves again. Um, because that's something we probably did like, you know, 300, 400 seat clubs. We're not super mm -hmm. But it's just to, to be in a club with three or 400 people that are into the type of music you're into. There's something yeah. cool about uh, that kind of small crowd. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's great. That, uh, you know, I think, you know, I understand the big crowd is like how people make the money. But like if you get to this like intimate crowd situation where totally. you have yeah, that's just fun. That's the best. The best feeling is there in, yeah, in those just, venues. Yeah, that's, it's super uh, fun. I, yeah, 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 I totally, I totally agree. Totally well, agree. thank I'm, you for being on the program. It's like very, very awesome. Thank you. Like, I actually, I've been a fan of your music, and I've been like wanting you guys to be on the show for a while, and then finally got you to come on. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank so, you much. so much. Thanks, thanks for inviting us. It was great. It was great. See you in the states, so. Yeah, I hope to see you. Like, I hope we get all this sorted and everybody, yeah. all the musicians will all be on stages talking to each other again. Definitely. <laughs> we're going to make it happen. It's going yeah. to happen soon. Okay, for thank sure. you for, very much. And uh, this will be out. Like, It's already there. I'll send you the live links. Um, the, the permanent links are coming right after we get off of the air. And you'll awesome. get the Spotify as soon as... This everybody to know, we are on Spotify spotify podcast so watch this again on spotify podcast and then favorite it and playlist it through the spotify um, network because you can playlist a, 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 a podcast and so we, we we suggest the fans throw this onto a playlist because it helps push it and so that's just an idea but please uh favorite it subscribe it download it do, do whatever you want to remember to go to roseaway.com check out all their content it's subscribe favorite download playlist Thank you very Thank much you. for being on the program. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.